shall we bow for a word of prayer? Spirit of the living God, you sent me here to bless and to deliver. I ask that you touch every part of my being. Let me share things that will exalt, things that will bless, and things that will help us to get to that point and place where you want us to be. In the name of Jesus, I forbid any work of Satan in our midst tonight. And I ask that, Lord, your spirit will flow freely into our lives with whatever package you have in store for us. I thank you for hearing us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. God bless you. Uh, Brother Texan, I, you know, he's been in Cape Coast and uh, in and out. So I knew him and when he called me, I said, wow, I have another familiar person that I can talk to. Praise the Lord. I'm seeing a few people that I know. This should be Kukua, right? Oh, my goodness. When she was born, I was around, you understand? So that tells you that, you know, we've been related so well. Uh, I'll pick her up and then uh, there are some other things I will say later on, but let's hear God's word. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. I don't want to put her on the spot. Uh, that would not be good. But I'm talking about what we call power of claiming. Power of claiming. Tonight. And then we'll see what the Lord will do. Power of claiming. So when we say claim or claiming, what do we mean? I have about four or five uh, words to explain. The first one says, assert or affirm strongly or state to be true or existing. Number two, it says demand as being one's due or property. Accept one's right or title to. We do a lot of teaching, so sometimes we just have to explain some things before we move on. So that's the first one. Accept or affirm strongly, state to be true or existing. To demand as being one's due or property. Accept one's right or title. And then number three, ask for legally or make a legal claim to something. Let me just leave the three here. So, why do we claim? <clears throat> we claim because something belongs to us. Or we deserve it. Or we have earned it. Or somebody has given us the authority to do so. I'm going to say it again. The first one is that we claim because it's ours. Number two, because we deserve it. And number three, because we have earned it. Number four, because somebody has given us the authority to do so. Amen? Now, in Christianity, our born-again experience tells us that there are some things God has enabled us or there are some things God has put in the heavenly places for us. But church, hear this. When God puts some things in the spirit, it, it doesn't come to us so easily. You see, when the things are in the realms of the spirit, they are ours. But then, for them 
to come into reality in our lives, there is a need for us to claim it. Or there is a need for us to claim them. Did you hear what I just said? So, but what I need to, to understand is that God has given us the power to claim. In fact, he has given us uh, that authority because we know that those things are ours. In fact, the first scripture I want us to read is from the book of Ephesians chapter 1 and then verse 3 to 4. It says that, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. So here is the deal. The blessings are what? Spiritual. In other words, the blessings lie in the realms of the spirit. Praise the Lord. I have been in so many meetings or we have invited people to preach to us and then sometimes, they, uh, especially those people who are prophetic, huh, they will say some things and then some Christians will take them without knowing the full implication of what they are taking. Because listen, in the Bible, I notice something that the Spirit of God has been doing. The Spirit of God will say, I have given. Huh? That is the language of the Spirit. He will say, I have given. But when he says, I have given, it doesn't mean that physically that thing has become yours. He says, I have given, but then there are other things that we have to do for that past tense to become a reality. So, Spirit of God says, I mean, the, the Bible says, we have been blessed with all spiritual blessings, but they are in the heavenlies. Amen? They are not in the physical domain. So, church, when somebody prophesies over your life, and he says, this and this, or these things are going to happen. My brothers and sisters, listen to this carefully. More often than not, these are words that are found in the realms of the spirit that the man of God, the prophet, is given uh, 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 you know, a kind of a privilege. God just allows him to see what is up there, and then he says them. And listen, when he says them, there is a the need for you to claim them so that they will become a reality. The reason why most of us have not received certain answers, we have not seen some things happening, is because when those words were spoken over our lives, we thought that that was all. We did not make claims to them. Meanwhile, the things are our, I mean, they belong to us, but we have not made claims to them. And because of that, they are still lying there. In fact, some of us will die and go to heaven only to realize that there were something that God wanted us to have here on earth that we never had because we didn't claim them. But tonight, I am trusting the Lord that he will open the eyes of our understanding. He will lift us from where we are and put us on top of the mountain where we can understand and know God's mind about some things. I will show you something before I continue. Remember in the Garden of Eden, when God was speaking or dealing with Adam and Eve, there was something that the Bible says. It says that, and they heard the voice of God walking in the garden. When I read, I said, wow, how can a voice walk? Say, 
they heard the voice of God walking in the garden. And the Spirit of God told me this. That when the Spirit of God came around, after they had sinned, when the Spirit of God came around, there was a place he was always meeting them. They were at a certain place, that place of glory, where God was meeting them. And I will show you this. You see, that place of glory was that place where they were living in that realm, where they were seeing, enjoying glory, where they were seeing things not with their physical eyes, but were seeing things with their spirit eyes. They were reasoning just like God. But when sin came in, the Bible said that they left that place and then they came to a lower place. So when God came, he didn't go down there. He went to that place of glory and said, Adam, where are you? That is why the Bible says, for all of us have sinned and we have fallen short of the glory. Praise the Lord. We came from that place down to that place where we cannot reason we cannot see things the way god sees them just like adam but thank god that when christ died on the cross he restored us that is why he says you have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places my brothers and sisters we are not seated down here we are seated in the heavenly places so let us do things like people who are seated in the heavenly places hallelujah praise the lord so now I can continue. We've laid the foundation so I can continue. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. So you see, I have made this point. We are living in the physical realm. So how do we transfer the things from the spirit into the physical I know you already know some of them, but I will just give you one clue, and then from there we'll pray. Come with me to the book of Genesis, chapter 1, and verse 1 to 4. And I'm showing you how God did that, how God transferred stuff from the spirit realm into the physical, so that we can follow God. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 to 4 says, in the beginning... God created the heaven and the earth. And church, listen, here, when you say in the beginning, we are not talking about the beginning of God. God doesn't have a beginning. Did you hear what I just said? God doesn't have a beginning. He doesn't have an end. But we are talking about in the beginning, talking about creation. God was sitting, the the phantom will say, God was sitting here somewhere. (laughs) I tell you, I'm going to tell you, baby. And then he now created the heavens and the earth. Now, look at what happened. God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. Now, get ready for this. So in the beginning, so the, the, the earth was without what? And what again? Void. Void. Darkness. And, so the, and God said, let there be light. Now the question here is, if the whole place was dark, and then God said, let there be light, where did that light come from? Are you ready for this? The light came from within God. And that is the spirit. So watch this. 
Light has a name. And when God said, light, come. Because light has a name, it had its name being called from the realms of the spirit. So light came from the spirit into the physical. So the first thing that you need to understand is that for you to transfer anything from the realms of the spirit into the physical, you need to call that thing. You see, when it comes to Romans, the Bible said that for our God, cause those things which be not as though they were. Hallelujah. Light was not there, but God called light and light came. He caused those things which be not. So you see, what God does is that when something doesn't even exist, he will call it. But the, true, uh, uh, the truth of the matter is that when God calls, that thing that he has called, because it has an ear, it will hear God and it will come. Friends, listen to this. Everything that has been created on this earth has a name. And once it has a name, it has an ear. And when you call it, it will listen and it will obey you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So there's a need for us to call. You can call capital. Lord, I need capital for my business. I don't care where you call that capital to come from. But all I know is that based on God's word, when you call on that thing, Wherever that thing is, because it has an ear, it will move to where you have called it to come. That is why tonight, whether you believe it or not, whether you like it or not, you and I are going to cause some things which be not as though, praise the Lord, and they will come to pass. Hallelujah. Some of them will take one week, some will take months, but whether you believe it or not, they will come to pass. Praise the Lord. Let's look at Jesus. Jesus Christ did it. Remember the Bible said that he was traveling with Peter. Huh? They were going to a place. And then they saw a fig tree. You remember that story? They saw a fig tree. Let's read that. I don't want to mention so that you'll miss it. Let's read it. Look at um, Matthew. No, no, we're not going to do that. We will just uh, look at this one. And, uh, yeah, Matthew chapter 11. And then verse, Mark chapter 11, I'm sorry, and verse 14. Thank you, Jesus. Right now that I'm speaking, the Lord is telling me that there is somebody here. You are having what we call palpitation of heart. Palpitation. Now, the heart beats faster than the normal. Now, after this, we'll pray for you, and that will be the end. Amen. Amen. Mark chapter 11 verse 40 says that, And Jesus answered and said to it, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And the Bible says, And his disciples heard it. And when even the even, and then when you go to verse 19, And when the evening was come, he went out of the city, and in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Now, let me give you uh, the full picture. When they were approaching the fig tree, Jesus, the Bible says Jesus Christ wanted something to eat. Now, if you read that account very well, there is something interesting that went on there that the Bible doesn't mention. 
but you can draw the inference from there. He said that, and Jesus answered to it. Now, my question is, what do you answer? If somebody doesn't talk to you, will you be able to answer? So you see, as they were approaching the tree, there was the likelihood that the tree spoke to Jesus and said, look at you, you call yourself God. Don't you know that this is not the time for you to come for fruit? And, and Jesus answered to it. So the tree that was not uh, uh, human spoke. That's why I'm saying that. You see, the things that we see with our eyes that were created by God, they have ears. And listen, if somebody has an ear, the other uh, uh, conclusion is that the person has this. So there was something that went on. Now, if it had been in our days, uh, Peter and Kong would have said that Jesus Christ probably is going nuts. Because how do you go around uh, speaking to trees? Somebody will catch him and do deliverance on him. But you see, he heard. And listen, get this straight. Something that is a problem to you is always speaking. He says that as for this guy, he will continue to be in poverty until Christ comes. He will be a believer, but he will continue to stay in poverty. Or these things will continue happening to him. That thing is speaking. And when something is speaking, what do you do? Jesus Christ did the right thing. He spoke back. He answered to it. That is why I'm saying that tonight, we are going to call. Tonight, we are going to speak. You will speak to that situation. That is always telling you that you can never make it. You will speak to that situation. That is always telling you that you can get to a certain point in life, but you never get anywhere. Some people will say that because of this family that you are in, there is, there is no way you will ever become this. But I came to tell somebody today that once you are seated in the heavenly places with Christ Jesus, that is not your story. That is not your portion. Whether Satan likes it or not, whether your family people believe it or not, something is about to happen that will turn around your history. Your story will, start, will be written again. Something else is going to happen that will uh, uh, confuse people who live around you. The Bible says that God will prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemies. He said, goodness and mercies shall follow you all the days of your life. Are you here with me, somebody? So whether you like it or not, something is about to happen because you see, you are going to speak and when you speak, they will hear. Go to Ezekiel chapter 37. The Bible says that and it was the same principle there actually. God came to the prophet and said, can these bones live? And said, God, thou knowest. I mean, the guy was playing it safe. He saw how dry the bones were. He saw how impossible the situation was. And he said, I know, that's what this one, it's not going to work. So God now told him, okay, son of man, prophesy. Speak. Do you know what he was, I mean, God was telling the prophet? He said that speak because the bones will hear you and once they hear you, they will obey your instructions. Didn't God say that concerning the work of my hands, command ye me? Some of you have forgotten about that. It's in Isaiah. He said concerning the work of my hands, command ye me. So friends, speak. 
Don't be fed up with prayer. Don't be fed up with confessions. Because whether you like it or not, the confessions you've been making over the years, some of those things have heard you. And chances are they are gravitating towards where you are. Something is about to happen. Don't give up because we serve a living God. Hallelujah. Are we ready for more? Now, when you go to John chapter 1, verse 1, uh, it says that in the beginning was the word, right? And the word was with God, right? And what again? Okay, now go to verse 14 of the same scripture. What does it say? It says that, and the word became flesh and dwelled among men. Now watch this. It says, in the beginning, word. In the beginning, you speak. Then when you speak, there is a process. The word that you have spoken now becomes flesh. Like the bones in the dry valley. When you speak the word, it starts as a word. But gradually, it will become flesh. In other words, because you have spoken, things will be joining together. The things that must be in place for that word to come to pass will now start moving towards a certain direction. And once they come together, the Bible says it will now come and dwell among us. So I know that for some of you, what you are looking for is in the word stage. But trust me, it's going to come to the flesh stage. And then once it comes to that point, it will now come and live and dwell among us. That is when you will see the physical manifestation of what we are talking about. So keep, 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 keep calling. Because when you keep calling, it's going to come. Hallelujah. When you keep speaking, it will hear you. Praise the Lord. Again, remember Jesus Christ was moving with his disciples. And then there was this storm. And you know, when I read that story, <laughs> I had preached about it, but I never understood it until I visited Israel. And then we were on the, uh, the, the Sea of Galilee. As a matter of fact, it's not like our sea here. If you've been to Israel, you know what I'm talking about. It's like a lake, you understand? Huh? Let me be local a little bit. Huh? In fact, while we were on the boat, we were on a boat and then we were sailing on it. You could, it's so neat. You could see what is down there. So I now understood why the disciples said, Master, carry us not doubt that we perish because on that particular sea, nothing like that happens. You understand? No storm happens because that thing is just smooth. I understood it. So it means that something went wrong. A spirit maybe got into the system and tried to shake or tried to test the faith of the people who were with Jesus Christ. So now Jesus Christ gets up. He looks at the storm. Again, the storm has an ear. So he said, peace, be still. And everything became quiet. Tonight, you will speak to that storm. And it will listen to you. It will obey you. Because you are a representative of God Almighty. 
Are you here with me? That is the foundation that we are laying for tonight. And then tomorrow we'll move into something else. But whether you believe it or not, my brothers and sisters, sometimes when we stand in the pulpit and we are speaking, we are speaking under the mandate of the Holy Spirit. And so we are saying things that God wants you to hear. Just accept it. Even if it doesn't make sense to you, just do it. And you will see his glory. I remember there was uh, one sister. This story is not something that I like sharing much, but sometimes we need to say so that you understand, uh, you know, the kind of God that we live with. This sister believed in our ministry so much that when he moved, she moved to Accra with the family. You know, she was in a church. I don't want to mention the name of the church, but she was in a church. And then um, they were not giving her the kind of attention that they were getting from us. So she called me because there was a problem. As a matter of fact, the, the father is very rich and the father has taken uh, cousins like uh, other people, other relations, and then he's taking care of them. And you know the African mentality when somebody who is not a child of uh, the man or the woman comes to live with you, sometimes they want to rub shoulders with the. You know what I'm talking about? And you not believe what I'm saying? This person took the rifle or, or, or the legitimate child of this man to a juju. And they wanted her to go mad. As a, matter of, as a matter of fact, that was why she was going to the church so that they would pray for her. Because she realized that something was happening to her that was not normal. It was like she wanted to go crazy. She wanted to tell nobody. They didn't even listen. Because, you know, over there, there are other people who were richer than her. So, so she called us. Now, I just want you to understand this. She called us. She was in a crowd wearing capos. She called us and said that, Pastor BB, hear me. And I said, what is it? She said, I am saying, may I bother? She said, no. This will not happen. She said, wait a minute. Let me just pray with you. Then I said, Father, whatever it is, wherever it came from, I reverse it in Jesus' name. That was a simple prayer. We didn't go to any place to shout. But you see, the reason why that worked was that this woman had a lot of faith and confidence in our ministry. That's the truth. The Bible said that believe in the Lord your God so that you'll be established. But said believe in his prophet so that you do what? That's the point. Then the Bible also says that if you, <clears throat> if you uh, receive a righteous man in the name of a righteous man, you receive a righteous man's reward. But when you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you receive a prophet's reward. So you see, there are two ways that you can receive any man of God. You can receive him as an ordinary Christian just like you, or when he is standing in the pulpit to share, you will receive him as a prophet of God. Whichever way you receive him, that is the kind of reward you will have. Praise the Lord. So my brothers and sisters, when we are sitting down there, we may be on the same status with you. But once we mount the pulpit and the anointing of God comes upon us, we are no longer in the same place. That is why somebody say, uh, oh, we are not co-equal. Oh, come on, I'm just saying something. Uh, hallelujah. But you see, once the person stands here, anointing comes upon his life. And friends, you will receive from him if you see that person as a representative of God. And that was what happened. Let me finish that story. Do you know that the person who did that went mad? That's why I said that it's not something that I am always proud sharing. But I just wanted you to know 
the spiritual implication of believing in the man of God, believing in the woman of God that God has set over you. When he says something, whatever he has said will go straight to the appropriate destination and then do whatever God has said it should do. And that was what happened. Praise the Lord. So tonight, we are going to call. We are going to speak. You will speak to the east wind and say that whatever it is, that you are holding, that is mine. I call that thing to come to me now in the name of Jesus. And listen, whatever that thing is, it will obey you because you are a true child of God. You have been given power. You are seated in the heavenly places with Christ Jesus. The Bible says that as many as believed him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. You are a son of God. The Bible says that we are living in a time when the sons of God have to manifest God's glory and you are part of that story. You are part of that team that will have to manifest the glory of God. You will command and things will obey you. You will speak and things will come to you. You will start uttering things and they will happen. Not just in the realms of the spirit, but in the physical. Hallelujah. Let me say this and then we will pray. You know, where, when we moved to our house, I think that you visited us. When we moved into our house, you know, it's an isolated place. We didn't have light. And we put in an application for light to be brought there. And for six months, you know Ghana and the story. Today they will say this, and tomorrow they will say that. Then one day, six months later, my wife took light in her hand, something like a lantern. And then she went around the house and said, Father, I thank you that there is light in this house. That time there was no light. Thank you. He said, I thank you that there is light in this house. She went, I was in the room, and then I saw her doing that. And I said, are we safe? What is going on with my wife? But you see, the Bible says that God uses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. My wife took the light, went round the house. Father, I thank you that there is light in this house. And when she started dancing, I started getting more confused because initially she was just walking and now she started running. You understand? But something was going on that we didn't understand. Do you know that two days later, our father that had been missing for uh, 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 six months was found? And that same week, they brought light into the house. She called those things which be not as though they were. In the realms of the spirit, my brothers and sisters, when you call them, they will obey. They will come to you and you will see God's glory because you are a legitimate child of God. Like the prophet Ezekiel, you will speak and the bones will come together. You will speak and sinews will come over the bones. And now the bones will start because remember in John, he says that the thing starts like a word. And when it becomes word, what happens? The next thing, it becomes flesh. God, flesh comes upon it. And after the flesh has come upon now, it will dwell among men and start working. When it starts working, it will be looking for the places they have to go. If it was Sister Lily who said, come, that the flesh, the thing that is working will now start working towards her. If it is um, Kukwa, right? Who called it? It will start working. So whoever has called, I am here to announce to you that your miracle is on its way. It will get to you whether Satan likes it or not. Whether demons like it or not. The only thing that will stop us from not getting this is us. But if we obey God 
and do what he has called us to do. I am saying that we will have everything that he has promised. You will not die until you have seen the goodness and the miracles of Almighty God. If only you will start speaking. If only you will start calling. If only you will start doing what God said you should do. And claim things that legally belong to you. Be on your feet. Let's pray together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you ready for this? Thank you, Lord Jesus. I've already started seeing some things. Huh. Thank you, Jesus. Some things are working towards people. Praise the Lord. Promotion is working to somebody. Blessings are working to somebody. Miracles are working. Marriages are working. Children are working. So many things are working to people. Because I see in the realms of the spirit that you have called. You see, the Bible says that our God calls us. Now, if you go to Isaiah, say, our God sees the end from the beginning. Huh? And that is what I'm seeing right now. I've seen your end. Your latter end shall greatly increase. That's what I've seen. And it's coming to you right now. Praise the Lord. Are you ready to pray? Lift up your right hand towards heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Say this after me. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. Tonight. Tonight. You have taught me. You have taught me. That when I call. That when I call. That's why I didn't say if. When I call. When I call. Whatever. Whatever. You have determined. You have determined. Should come to me. Should come to me. It will obey me. It will obey me. Because what that situation. Because what that situation. I mean that situation. That situation. Has an ear. Has an ear. And it will listen to and me. It will listen to me. So right now. So right now. I am calling. I am calling. I am calling you. I am calling. Come to me. So now, now our needs are different. For somebody it is a house. For somebody it is promotion. For somebody it is marriage. So right now you say that right now if it's, if yours is my say right now I am calling marriage. Right now I am calling children. Right now I am calling houses. Whatever it is start calling. Are you ready to do this? Yes. Okay let's start again. Father in the name of Jesus. Father in the name of Jesus. Right now. Right now. Based on your word. Based on your word. I am calling. I am calling. I am calling. I am calling. Now start calling it. Start calling it. Lift your voice. Start calling it. Start calling it. Call it. Start calling it. Start calling it. In the name of Jesus. Start calling it now. Call it. Promotion come. Uplift mankind. Advancement come. Grace come. Lift in ministry, come. Anointing, come. Anointing, come. Marriages, come. Marriages, come. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thousands of people, come. Thousands of people, come. 
In the name of Jesus, Father, Father, based on your word, based on your word, 
I stand. I stand. And I declare. And I declare that today. That today marks the end. Marks the end of all my troubles. Of all my troubles and frustrations. And frustrations. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You said. You said. We shall decree a thing. We shall decree a thing, and it shall be established unto us. And it shall be established unto us. Right now. Right now. I am making a decree. I am making a decree that tonight. That tonight is the end. Is the end of all this. Of all this. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I decree now. I decree now. I decree now. Somebody start decreeing. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Somebody lift up your voice. In the name of Jesus. And begin to declare. In the name of the Lord. Somebody declare tonight in the name of Jesus. Whatever challenge that you are confronted with, whatever issue that you are facing, lift up your voice. Declare tonight, Jesus. Declare now. Lift up your voice. Declare now. Let it die from the root. Declare now. Let the problem. Situation. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Now, sweet Holy Spirit, you are the one who sent me to share this. I have obeyed you and I've shared your word. Now, I invite you into all the declarations made in this room today. Amen. Empower these words. And let them become flesh. Amen. Let them walk and dwell among us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So that your people will see the reality of your word. And keep following you. I thank you. Because I know you've heard me. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Now, thank you.